Hansel and Gretel by Sarah Jane Brion, based on the story by the Brothers Grimm. Are you scared? No. No? Go look in the window then. Okay. Stop pushing me. Costia. Sorry, dear. Who's Costia? Who? You just said you were talking to someone. But of course I was. But but there's no one else here. Of course there isn't. So who were you talking to? I don't understand. Who is Costia? <laughs> He's right there in front of you, my dear. Oh, my, my, you must be a tired little pumpkin. Have a biscuit. But... Is that gingerbread? <laughs> yes, little boy. Would you like one? It's not poisoned, is it? Oh, goodness, no. I wouldn't waste poison on children. Mm. And besides, I don't usually have guests. But then they're not really guests, are you? Kostya, are they guests? Are we allowed? No, I suppose not. But they're here now, so there's no sense arguing. 
Yes, you're right. But they're only small. Just skin and bones, really. But you shouldn't go sneaking around people's houses, children. Not in the dark. Not now. I could have killed you. I'm sorry, little boy. It doesn't still hurt, does it? Uh, it does. But he's fine now that the bleeding stopped. You see, I thought you were... Well, if you hadn't been children... What? What? What if we hadn't have been children? Well, I don't know what I would have done. Killed us? Yes. I wouldn't have had a choice. Why not? I... Our stepmother tried to kill us. Hansel! She told us that we had to go and pick wild mushrooms in the woods. But I knew that she wanted to get us lost, so we'd freeze to death. So I hid some stones in my pocket, and I dropped them as we walked along. One, two, three, all the way to the forest. And when she ran off and left us, we, we had a path to follow all the way home. But it was still dangerous. Gretel nearly drowned in a river. No, I didn't. And there are bears. But they don't scare me, because I'm strong. And I know that if they attack you, you're supposed to poke their eyes out until they stop. When we got home, stepmother was very angry. She beat us black and blue, but mostly she beat me, because I was the one who found the way home. Where was your father? He never did anything. I would have chopped her head off. Why didn't you? He was scared. I wasn't. Yes, you were. You were scared of her the most. You thought she was a witch. She was. And they wouldn't give us enough to eat. They said there was a farming. A famine. So sometimes we just stole stuff, like... Ah, Hansel, look at this hot broth. Ah, broth. Just what you need after a hard day running for your life. Yum, yum. Yes, dear. Have as much as you like. It must be very hard to have such mm. cruel parents. Aren't all parents cruel? I don't think so. Mm. I do. What were your parents like? I don't remember. I don't remember anything before when the... when it all... What's that, Kostya? Oh, yes, of course. Before was the camp. <laughs> How silly of me. But that wasn't such a good time. You were sent to a camp? Yes. A long time ago. I was your age. Maybe younger. What had you done? I don't remember. One day we were rounded up from our villages and put on an island somewhere north. What was it like? Well, it was crowded and very dirty. The guards beat people for fun. They hunted runaways for sport, made bets on how far prisoners could escape before they were shot. Yes, there were always bodies floating down the river. <gasps> but you didn't get shot? Oh, no. Kostya took care of me and made sure that no one could hurt me, not even the guards. But it was hard to live that way, like caged animals. So we decided to run away, didn't we, my love? 
We made a raft and fled into the mountains, but... So did we. We ran away too. Well, stepmother took us to the forest again. But this time she tied up my hands so I couldn't have Hansel. stones. She blindfolded us too. She didn't even bother to lie to us about the wild mushrooms. She didn't say anything the whole time we were walking. And we walked for hours, days maybe. I thought she was gonna kill us. But finally we stopped and she made us lie down. And then she left. We could hear her walking away, still silent. We just lay there for a while. And Gretel cried. No, I didn't. After a while, we struggled free, free of the ropes. And we took the blindfolds off. And it was somewhere we'd never been before. Fields and fields of dead grass as far as we could see. We've been wandering ever since, trying to get home. I thought we found it once. But it was just a shed full of rotten grain. That didn't taste very nice. We mixed it with water until it was like a runny porridge. But grain is only nice when you bake it into bread or cakes like these. These are delicious. If only there was more butter. Oh, have some jam oh, instead. Thank you. Why do you have so much? Sorry, dear. You have so much food compared to everybody else. Oh, do I? Hmm. People are starving. Kostya collected it. But where did it come from? I don't know. He found things, he made things. He's very clever at making things. But he's dead. <gasps> Would anyone like more rot? I made it myself, you know. It's very good for your blood. It makes you grow big and strong and healthy. Kostya used to drink broth every day. He told me his grandma used to cook it with a stone in the pot. It was a family secret, but he showed me how to make it. We could show you two, couldn't we, Kostya? Can we? But perhaps if they promised never to tell anyone else... We wouldn't. We cross our hearts. Yes, Kostya. A secret is a secret. Oh. Here, little girl, drink some. You haven't had anything yet. I don't want it. But you need to eat to get bigger. You're so skinny, I can see all your bones. I'm not hungry. Oh, you need fattening up. Both of you do, you poor things. I think I'll have some more chicken. It looks like a little dragon, doesn't it? Hmm? They have wings too. I've seen them. There are dragons in the cave near the sea. Hundreds of them. They fly out at night and carry off lost children to feed to their babies. Because dragon babies drink blood. They've come out for us before. But Gretel didn't know because she was sleeping. Three of them. I could hear them screeching and their wings flapping. They were huge. They were like the size of a tractor. And when they tried to take Gretel, I hit them with sticks and threw rocks at them. I managed to kill one. It fell in the lake and sank so the others flew away. But since then, I watch the skies to make sure they don't come back. Dragon? It's true. You have to be careful at night. They won't take you though, because you're old. There are no dragons, Hansel. Yes, there are. I saw them. They were helicopters? They were dragons. I don't care what you say. You were sleeping. They were helicopters. And they were looking for prisoners. Does anyone else live here? No. 
just us. Why? Kostya doesn't trust others. Sometimes people are cruel. Cruel? Hi. They hurt each other. Did you hurt Kostya? He looks like he's been hurt. Aye, he does. He's resting. He worked very hard. Maybe he hurt you. If he did, then it would be okay if you hurt him back. Sometimes you hurt someone and you can't help it, but you have to, or they'll get you first. We wouldn't think you were a bad person. There's always a reason. Always a reason. I'm not a bad person. Of course not. You have all this stuff. Quiet, Hansel. What happened to Costia? It was an accident, a misunderstanding. What do you mean? He hid the food, but he never told me where. We ate only a handful every day so that it would last longer. I was so hungry, sometimes I couldn't sleep, not knowing that there was more hidden just outside somewhere. One night, I lay awake, thinking that Kostya may be thinking of killing me to be free of me, or even to eat me. In that case, I could never be free. Dark thoughts crossed my mind, and then suddenly Kostya began to stir. I jumped up. He woke up also and leapt up. I grabbed a shovel. He grabbed an axe, and we began to fight for life or death. I was a bit faster. Why do you keep him here? This is his home. This is our home. <laughs> you didn't need to kill him. You could have run away. We belong together. I could never leave him. Well, we ran away from some really angry barbarians. That was worse. Cannibals, Hansel. They were cannibals. Well, that just means they eat people. But they were worse than that, even. There was a whole town of them. Well, I think it used to be a town. But now it's just a group living in one of the buildings. And they had all kinds of things. Weapons, machines. They were trying to grow plants and things. But nothing would come out the ground, except the bodies from the graveyard. They used to boil the bones and roast the chunks of meat on bonfires. Then the fresh bodies started to run out. So they began to look around for something else. But there was nothing else. So then they just started killing. Just the babies first. So we were safe for a while. But there wasn't many babies. So we ran away because I could see. I could see that they were getting that hunger in their eyes. You know when you look at a person and you don't see a person anymore. You just see a... A walking food supply. Yes. When you are starving, you have to find a way to survive. Have you ever eaten a person before? Yes, <gasps> I have. <laughs> the head cook, Ivan Vasilyevich. This was still in the camp. They used to make bran soup there every day, which should have been cooked with oil. Oh, yes, dears, but this Ivan stole the oil. Instead of mixing it in the soup, he sold it to the civilians. The soup was being cooked in a huge cauldron. It was so large that the bran had to be poured into it from the top of a table. 
Ivan would stand on the table, stirring away, not caring a damn that half of the brand stuck together in clumps as big as my two fists. Huh. They were like big dumplings that never got cooked. Well, one day, as Ivan stood there stirring the bran, Kostya grabbed his legs and dumped him into the hot stuff. On with the lid, quick. By morning, it had boiled down. The meat coming off it was so tender. We ate it. We were jumping with joy. Look, there's meat in the soup. Ivan's bones and jacket were found at the bottom of the cauldron. Oh, then there was a frantic headcount. The guards counted us repeatedly and wrote down the results on matchboxes. <laughs> what a circus. Finally, they figured out it was the cook who was missing. But they never found out who cooked him. <laughs> Maybe I should have a cup of tea. Why don't I draw you a bath instead? I'd much prefer some tea. I'm not keen on baths. I think a bath and bedtime is for the best. It's late. You poor children must both be exhausted. I'll fill the cauldron. No tea. It's awful. Why is she filling the cauldron? For a bath. That's what she said. It doesn't make sense. I know. Even the barbarians had tea. Shut up about the tea. Listen to me. This is important. She told us that she's a cannibal. But She's been planning this all along. Somehow she lured us here. That music, yes, she knew we would follow it. And all those stories. She wanted us to pity her or make us think that she suffered too. And we should help each other. And that disgusting, rotten, dead body that she keeps cooing over and feeding cake. It's evil. She's evil. All night she sat there pretending to be a kind old woman, feeding us gingerbread and lies so that we're plump and stupid. That's what she said, isn't it? That we're just skin and bones and he's fattening up. All this to try and win us over and make us comfortable, draw us in, make us trust her when she's plotting behind our backs. Really? It makes sense, doesn't it? What? She wants to cook us, of course. She likes eating human flesh. Remember her story about when they pushed the cook into the pot? And that broth is probably made from the bits of the meat she's cut off Costia's body. Do you think? Yes. She admitted that she murdered him. She probably only used him to escape from that camp. Pretended to be his friend as long as he was collecting all the supplies. And then when she felt they had enough, she butchered him for fun. She's eating him piece by piece. And she sits here, waiting like a spider for other people to pass by so that she can capture them, fatten them up, and feed them when she's had enough of Costia. And here we are, two little children that have fallen into her trap. <laughs> and now she's going to cook us both in that cauldron. The next broth will be us. She's a witch! That's why she likes children, because they're small and helpless, and she can watch them grow until they're ready for her pot. She's like Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga? 
the bone-crunching witch that lives in the forest? Remember the stories that father used to tell us? Dragons don't need children. She does. She waits at night when they're lost and scared in the forest. She waits and lures them in with food. Then she tortures them, boils them alive in scalding water until their skin turns red and burns and the tender meat falls off their bones. And she crunches those bones for the morrow and hangs the skulls outside as mascots. The souls of the other children are stuck here too. She keeps their souls so she won't get lonely. And she talks to them. And that's the sound we heard when we were in the forest. But she's just a stupid old, isn't she? Oh, what should we do, Gretel? How can we get away? She's gonna cook Shh. us! Shh! I'm thinking. But if she's a witch... We must take her by surprise, use her weaknesses. And once she's gone, we can stay here. Stay here? Yes! If we get rid of her, we can live here. Don't you see? This can be our home. With all the food and the warmth. Look at all these things. Things that we've never had before. Not even at home. We would never need anything else. We could live here for years and years. Years and years? We can stay here forever. And she said that Costia had buried more. We can find his hidden stores. There will be treasure in there, I know it. There could be all kinds of good things in them. Yes. Tea and butter and sugar and all kinds of treats. All kinds. Gold and silver and jewels. We would be rich beyond our wildest dreams. And we can have all of it? Yes. We'll be richer than kings. Yes, yes, and we won't ever need to go back home anymore. Because this can be our home. Yes, this is our home now. Children, the water's ready. Oh no, what should we do? Quick, hide under the table. <clears throat> oh no, help, help, Hansel, my poor brother, help, quick, help. What happened? Oh, poor Hansel, he was so excited about his bath that he wanted to help you heat up the cauldron faster, so he opened the door to put more coals in the furnace, but he slipped and fell in. Oh, oh listen, oh. he's burning up. You can hear him banging the sides of the furnace. Please save him, oh. please. Poor Hansel, but I can't see him. The corner. Where? It smells like pork chops. It does. <laughs> Maybe we can have bacon for breakfast. We can have anything we want. And we can stay here forever now. Happily ever after. La 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 Hansel and Gretel by Sarah Jane Brion was recorded live in the Dorfman Hub at the Roundhouse in Camden, London on the 5th of December 2011 
for Roundhouse Radio in collaboration with the Wireless Theatre Company. Directed by Amy Mulholland, with Fizz Marcus as the witch, Jack Ashton as Hansel, and Neve McKennell as Gretel. Music composed and performed by James Rose. Produced by Alexander Mee and Marielle Ranaker Temple. Sound design by Tashari King and recording by Matt Blair and Malcolm Thorpe. Visit roundhouse.org forward slash radio and wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more audio entertainment. <laughs>